you guys are extremely active on social media with constantly offering value out to your clients and whoever's following, which I think is amazing. Uh, do you guys want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, Holly can speak more to that. So. so when we started the company right from the word go, that was our goal. We're going to be on social media um, and we're going to make our presence known and we really wanted to bring value. So I write a lot of content. I do a lot of uh, live video, pre-recorded video. So we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. Um, right now I'm really focused on growing the YouTube channel yeah. as well because that's kind of where everyone is. So yeah. I'm like, well, we should be there too. And we love, I just love doing the social media part. Right. It's the fun part. Right. Nathan does the wiring, I do the fun stuff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so. um, and one thing that we, we kind of discussed before we, we went live was that uh, you guys were open to any questions that people might have. And yes. we'll, yep. we'll do our best at the end to, to get to them. So I don't know if you, is there any kind of, questions that continually pop up for you guys? Um, one of the things that uh, it comes up a lot um, is, uh, so we, you know, you know obviously uh, as a contractor, we do an estimate and then obviously you approve the estimate, we right. do the work and then, uh, you know, uh, it's done. One of the things that constantly comes up is, what's this ESA charge on the bill? Uh, uh, ESA stands for Electrical Safety Authority uh, and essentially they're a governing body, they're provincial. Um, and essentially, so every time we install something new that wasn't there before, it needs to be inspected. Right. Uh, and there are even exceptions if we're changing something, there needs to be inspections as well. So essentially, we pay every time we install something new, there's a charge, we pay it to ESA, and then this ESA is scheduled to come in and actually, basically, it's like a, an audit of our work. Right. Uh, and it, like I said, it's it's a provincial thing, it's across the board, every electrical contractor has to have to mm -hmm. stuff inspected when it's new. Uh, I can change lights and plugs and switches with inspections. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple other small exceptions, but that's kind of the, the easiest way to describe it. Right. Uh, and then if we install anything new at all, it requires ESA. Um, and so that's one of the big things that comes up a lot is what's this ESA charge on my bill? Um, so, I mean, I kind of just addressed it there. But if anybody yeah. has any other questions about ESA and whatnot, yeah. um, there was actually a scam recently uh, where people were going around saying, I'm ESA, I need to look at your panel to gain access to your house and yeah. stuff like that. They don't do that. That's right. that's not, that's right. just like the, we all hear about the ones that, I need to look at your water meter, I'm from the city, I'm from Reliance, I'm from yeah. this uh, union, energy, yeah. whatever. So just like that, it's it, they don't do that. Right, so, so what would be their goal in getting, gaining access to uh, your panel just to get inside and then try and upsell you something? Or? I guess, I'm not 100% yeah. sure that's, that's the scammers. <laughs> what I'm not sure. I yeah. all I heard was that it was going on. Gotcha. I didn't hear any of the results as to what they were kind of driving at. And I assume it would be something along the lines of just like upselling, like, oh, you need this. Call this electrician or something along right. those lines. Um, but I, I can't speak to their uh, exact intent. But yeah, gotcha. And I I find it really cool how you guys balance um, balance the workload. You kind of already talked about it. You say that you do the fun stuff and he does yeah. the wiring. Yeah. Um, but do you want to talk a little bit more about uh, about how that works for you guys? Sure. Well, I guess I'll start with because I well I guess it actually does start with you in the office and then so why don't you speak to? So basically, I handle all the back end stuff. Mm -hmm. So the clients. I'm their point of contact yeah. always. Um, so from scheduling the estimate to sending the estimate to approving the estimate, scheduling the work, 
if they have questions about the job as it's going on prior to it starting. If it's a technical question, it still comes to me. Yeah. Even um, on Nathan's business card, the phone number, the email, it all comes to me yeah. because his job is to be on site. And if there's questions on site, he 100% deals with those. Yeah. But if it's outside of that, it comes to me and then I'm able to get the answers I need from him and then get back to the client because I have the time to do that. And that's that was a huge thing for us. We wanted to make sure that client service was number one. Mm -hmm. So if people have a question, I want to respond. If there's an issue, I want to be able to respond right away. And I can do that being in the office. He can't be in on site. Yeah. So I handle all that kind of stuff. Like I said, I do the social media. Um, I do all the account. I do some non-fun stuff too. Yeah. I do the accounting <laughs> and... Um, all that kind of, I don't know what else I do really. Yeah. Well, no, it's, uh, like she said, she, all the social media and the, all the back behind those scenes, uh, uh, she's implemented all sorts of procedures and yeah. whatnot to make things flow better. And um, but so yeah, like basically, someone contacts the office, uh, they're talking to Holly. She schedules a time for me to go yeah. and look at the job. Uh, well, it depends. I mean, if it's if it's small, we've been doing this. We're coming up on three years now uh, independently. Yeah. Uh, I've been in the trade 16 years uh, yeah. total, but uh, three years independently. And so, you know, they talk to Holly. And then if it's a job that requires for me to look at, I yeah. go look at it. I make all my notes. And then I basically type all my notes up, send it to Holly. She com uh, compiles a, a proper written letterheaded estimate. And then yeah. that gets emailed directly to the client. Gotcha. And then, again, it, once they approve it, then I, uh, I go out and do the work. Mm -hmm. um, right now, it's me and one apprentice. He's actually in trade school at this very moment. Cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's me and one apprentice, and uh, and that's so you'll see us on site, and we'll take care of all that. So awesome, then, yeah, cool. And we're coming up on uh, on our break now. Um, so again, as we uh, as we mentioned, we will be taking questions at the end. So if anybody has any questions about uh, Verve Electric for Holly or Nathan, um, yeah. definitely put it in the comments, and we can kind of see them as we go. Um, and yeah. Yeah, really appreciate you being here. Now I'm trying to, to burn a couple seconds here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Awesome, and we'll be right back after the break. The following program is brought to you by Rogers Anyplace TV. Enjoy exclusive content for free. Visit RogersAnyplaceTV.com. Join me on Wednesdays for Lions TV Bingo at 8 p.m. Lots of fun, trivia, and much, much more on Rogers TV. My name is Ashley, and I've been a Rogers TV volunteer for nine years. I've learned a lot of things from Rogers, but one of the big things I've learned is to have confidence in what I'm doing here. I enjoy the experiences that I get to take part of. Camera work, being an audio operator, being graphics operator, directing, switching, and a lot more. For Sir George Etienne Cartier, the work of uniting Canada was as vast as the country itself. First, he won over Quebec. Union is the only way forward. No, Monsieur Cartier! Confederation will cost French Canadians their nationality. Monsieur, together we will form a political nationality independent of our origins. Diversity will be Canada's strength. Then he fought for Manitoba. The Northwest has formed a government under Louis Riel. We will not join Confederation unless our rights are respected. So you want a new province? Then you'll have it. 
There will be a place for your people in Canada. He envisioned a country from Atlantic to Pacific. British Columbia won't even think of joining Canada without a wagon road through the Rockies. Ask for a railway. We are building a country of dawn. Bold as a lion, Confederation could not have happened but for him. Du Canada, son pays, ses amours. Joniak, I'm here with Ben, ben Strasser. Strasser. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> we didn't plan that out. <laughs> Jinx, you want me to go? Uh, we're joined by uh, Nathan and Holly Parsons from Verve Electric. Uh, just before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about uh, using social media to, to promote your business. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing I'm curious about is, um, so the three years that you've been independent and, and in business, um, how has your social media strategy evolved and changed over those three years? So when we started, we were on Facebook and Twitter. I knew I wanted to be there for sure. And it was just more having a presence. So doing a lot of uh, posts about, I think the very first post I did actually involved my cat. He tends to be a bit of a star of our social media. And it was uh, our delivery of office supplies. <laughs> and so really right from the word go, I wanted people to see kind of behind the scenes and get to know us. I knew yeah. that was important because we're a family business. And I like to know about the small businesses I'm working with. So I knew I wanted to do that. And it evolved into uh, writing content that was helpful to people. So one of the first articles I wrote about was, what is that ESA cost in my estimate? Hmm. And it's still a question we get. Um, I started trying to solve problems and just explain things that people weren't sure about. Yeah. Um, and then trying to write about things that projects we do and things we offer. So like custom closet lighting, I yeah. did an um, article on that. And then the articles kind of... I don't know how I got into the video, but I was like, okay, articles are great, but people want video. They want TV and things like that. So I just kind of dove in and started doing pre-recorded videos. And I really liked that. And then that evolved into, okay, I'm going to do lives because mm -hmm. then like you get that interaction, which is right. fantastic. So I love when people pop on and if they have comments or questions, I'm happy to answer them when I'm doing my lives. And then that translated into, okay, let's start a YouTube channel because right. everybody's on YouTube. And then this year we're really focusing on not only just putting the content out there, but okay, it's out there. Now how do I get people to see it? Mm -hmm. yeah. Because I think it is really going to help people. So one of the things I did for that is we do a lot of under cabinet lighting for clients. Well, I had yeah. done a video about under cabinet lighting, really wasn't doing anything with it. So now every time we have a client that wants it, I send the estimate, I'm like, hey, check out the video. You can mm -hmm. see the under cabinet lighting, you can see it lit up because I have it in my office. And so that really helps. And I just love the social media. So. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would you say that it's uh, because your background is your background in electrical? No. So would you say like a lot of that stuff you're learning a lot too at the same time as you're building up all this content? Absolutely. Because every time I come up with all the content ideas, yeah. so that I'll be like, okay, let's do pot lights. Yeah. I don't know anything about pot lights, so we have a conversation <laughs> about it, yeah. and yeah. he'll be like, you know, these are some talking points. So mm -hmm. it educates me, and then I'm able to also better answer the client's questions. If they come to me with certain things, I can answer them without right. having to like you know, call him when he's on a job, stop what he's doing, fill it in. Usually I can answer pretty well, and I've learned more about electrical than I ever thought possible <laughs> at this point. And what's cool, too, is you've got to be building up a library of all of those, because of all those posts that now you can just say, oh, that question is about pot lights. Read this, and then, and then yep. we can do that, and I think that's... I yeah, I cool. actually had that happen with a client. I can't remember what video it was, but I was like, instead of me trying to, like, write out this explanation that is not going to be helpful to you at all, check out this video. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that's, I mean, especially with the, you know, there's certain parts of electrical where 
the visual isn't necessarily going to help you, but with when it comes to lighting, under cabinet lighting, pot yeah. lights, seeing them actually lit up and seeing these things working. And uh, again, the under cabinet lighting, it's like you see the space without the light, and then she turns on the light, and you mm -hmm. see the difference, right? right? So the only thing that's changed, and you see it right before your eyes, and it, so it gives you a much better grasp of. Before you spend a lot of money having me install under cabinet lighting and going, yeah, yeah I don't really like it. <laughs> you can see it and go, okay, A to B, and it gives you a much better visual uh, representation of what you're going to get right. at the end game. So, it, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So would you, would you recommend um, products as well, like different lighting? Like, would, is that a service that you offer as well if somebody says, I'd really like to update this space with different lighting? Yeah. Yeah. No, we've, uh, we can definitely, we have access to a couple different uh uh, people in town that that have some really uh, I have you know, I even have some contacts that make custom lighting right yeah. so and then it gets uh, inspected and dealt with properly that way um, but yeah if somebody's looking for something really ornate or specific or whatever we can point them in the right direction or, or we can even take their image and pass it along to our suppliers and be like find me this source yeah. me this whatever um, but it's even nice to have that kind of flexibility. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, exactly. Even the standards that we install, so like we only install a certain type of a Lutron Maestro dimmer. Yeah. Um, we usually have those with us, and I actually did a video on that, and I was like, you should ask what you're getting quoted. So mm -hmm. if someone's quotes you 12 pot lights, you should ask to see what pot lights do you install. So yeah. we're, you know, we show our clients, I did a video, this is the pot light we install, these are the dimmers we install, and then this is why. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it helps people really compare, you know, make, make sure they're comparing apples to apples, right? Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And a lot of, I remember when we first met you guys, we were talking about uh, the automation. Yeah. The home automation. And yeah. I think uh, it just blew me away that, like, all the, you can have your blinds controlled, I think, too, right? Yes. Like, there's so yes. much that you can yeah. do with that. Um, do you want to just kind of go over that a little bit and talk about? Sure. So, yeah. basically, uh, I have a couple different certifications. They're all through uh, Lutron. Um, so there's basically Lutron Caseta and Lutron uh, Raw 2 Select and then Lutron uh, Radio Raw 2. Um, and then uh, built into, well, uh, on top of that is motorized shades and blinds. Yeah. So there's a couple options that are battery powered and then there's a, a lot more options that are actually uh, hardwired. Mm -hmm. All 24 volts still, but you just, uh, the hardwire actually has to be there for those. But like, there's still the probably 95% of uh, what people are looking for falls within the battery range, yeah. so which is great. We basically just, you know, it's all custom, so we have to come in, measure, you pick your fabric sample, mm -hmm. and then we install it in the space, and it's totally battery powered, uh, and you have a remote that we can mount somewhere or just leave on your desk for you, a table yeah. for you, um, and then it integrates with an app on your phone. So you can, you can create automation where uh, every, and you can create it so that it's dawn and dusk, or 10 minutes before dawn, 10 minutes after dusk, or timed, noon, yeah. et cetera. Blinds go up halfway, all the way, whatever. And there's just some really cool stuff we can do. And uh, I guess almost a year now, uh, Lutron's uh, also been integrated with uh, Sonos, uh, Nest, uh, Samsung Smart Things. Cool. And was there Apple Home Kits mm -hmm. and the Google, uh, like the uh, Google Home Mini and the, the Google Home Kit and stuff. Right. So. Uh, and Alexa, the uh, Alexa and the Echo Dot and stuff like that, it integrates with, and Siri, actually, sorry, it was always, uh, always with Siri before the other ones came out. Uh, it integrates with those things. So you can just, again, you can say, do this, and everything will happen in your house. But it's pretty cool. I always say, we have we sell and install the Nest thermostat. We have that in our house. 
and uh, it integrates with the Lutron app. So you can program it to come on and off at certain times, but then you can just adjust it from your phone. And I always say it literally saved our marriage because I think every, every woman will agree with me. It's like, turn the heat up, turn the heat down. And he was like, can you just please do it yourself? And I was like, absolutely not. But now with the app, I could just do it. Don't have to ask him to do it. And he's quite happy. Yeah, indeed. That's awesome. Yes. Um, I Save think me marriages amazing. one at a time. <laughs> I like it. That'll be your tagline. There you go. And we're going to be back right after this break. So if you have any questions for your electrical contractor, um, please post them in the feed. Thanks. I want you to have high nutrient, high protein foods. Food personality Teresa Albert serves up a garden fresh, healthy breakfast. That's really good. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV. If I could, I would write every single name on my body. But there are 805 million people suffering from hunger in the world today. So whenever you hear my name, you will think of their names. Whenever you see me, you will see them. All I wanted was to see a movie. One down, please. I can't sell downstairs tickets to you people. How dare they? I could afford to buy the more expensive ticket. I run my own business. They refuse to take my money. They left me there all night. On what charge? They said I didn't pay the theater tax. But it was really about color. Sister Desmond, appeal this conviction and your community will stand behind you. Do you have any idea what this will do to us? So what are you going to do? Make it right. Viola Desmond's case inspired Nova Scotia's civil rights movement. She was pardoned 63 years later based on the injustice of her conviction. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed your break. I know well, I did. Uh, I, I did too, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we're joined by Holly and Nathan Parsons from Verve Electric. Um, and we were just talking about uh, home automation and some of the different things that you can do. Um, and Lutron is uh, the main prod product yep. that you deal with, right? Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the extent of how far that, sure, uh, sure. that technology so, is going? So basically, uh, what I was kind of touching on right before the break was um, uh, more about the, so the, the, the voice control, right? Mm -hmm. So there's all these different products out there now that basically, okay, Google, do this and whatever. And so... So again, you can create all these automated scenes, um, but you can also do things like that, right? And you just talk to it and, uh, you know, okay, Google, you can have a scene set that you can tell it to do, or you can be like, oh, turn the lights down to this, or take these blinds or these shades up to this percent, yeah. et cetera. And it really just gives you so much more flexibility. Um, and again, with the integration of the Sonos, uh, which are a really powerful, nice little speaker, uh, you can say turn on this channel or whatever, and again, it, it all integrates that way. Um, and one of the other features is uh, the GPS on your phone. You actually set up geofencing. 
So you can actually create it where certain scenes happen when you enter or leave your home. And you set an entrance <laughs> geofence and an exit geofence, right? So you have those two rings where basically when you leave the home, uh, you know, you get 500 feet from the home or 500 meters from the home and everything turns off, let's say. Yeah. And then when you're coming home, uh, especially if you've uh, tied your thermostat into that, yeah. you want it to be a larger geofence so it's giving your home more time to warm up. Right. Um, That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 it's really, like, intense uh, uh, when you think about it, but it's so simple that it's really not... Uh, everybody thinks it's the big, scary, you know, uh, 2001 HAL type thing, and it's not at all. Like, it's not like that at all. So uh, it's just a... So yeah, it's very accessible and uh, and user friendly. So cool. yeah. Now, one question I have: we were talking about social media earlier, and then all, all this like wonderful new technology of home automation. Um, I, I know some of that stuff's existed for a while, and people may not think it's as accessible as it actually is. So, how have you guys used social media um, to kind of um, not bring it to the masses, but like to market it as something that's accessible for the average homeowner and that could be effectively integrated into their house with ease? So, I have done a lot of the videos about it, and I'm the one that does the videos, so I'm showing it. I'm not super tech savvy. I'm not an electrician, so it kind of lends itself to the fact that if I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. And I will literally show on my phone, okay, this is the app, and I have the motorized shades behind me, and I'm like, it's this simple. Press the button, it's done. Yeah. And I did that with the Sono speakers. I showed how simple it was to like set it up, program it, pick a station, you know, program your lights with it. Yeah. So set the lights, set the station, press one button, it all goes. It's very yeah. simple. And I just did a video talking about the exact fact that it's accessible to everybody and everybody can use it. So um, we talked about aging parents. Um, even if they don't have a cell phone, you don't have to use the app. They can just use remote. So it can be that basic. Yeah. They can have the remote by the side of their bed. They, so, and I actually said, the same thing for myself so like if you picture your aging parents if they get into bed and they're like oh I forgot to shut the hallway light out instead of having to like navigate back there and even myself if I'm just you know cozy I don't want to move yeah. you can just <laughs> do it from your phone and yeah. part of what I said in that video is that we can do the programming for you mm -hmm. it's very basic I'm sure like 80% of people would have no issue with it. They have just little icons like, you know, a moon is nighttime. Yeah. It's that simple. But if you are kind of like, I'm a little wary, like I'm too scared of it, we can easily do that for you. Yeah, and ultimately, if you were, uh, if you, you could call us up and give us your password, we can log in from another device and yeah. do it even remotely. Yeah. Uh, so it, there is a lot of, like, uh, it's just it is it's very simplistic mm -hmm. right that, like that's cool how accessible it's become yeah and, and how easy to use it is right mm -hmm. um yeah yeah no like you, you used to hear about like smart home this and whatever and and the devices we use uh again the great thing about the ones we use we don't have to run any extra wires we literally pull the switch out of the wall and we install a dimmer or an electronic switch and then it all communicates wirelessly, and it's it's just it's very clean and, and yeah. easy, and not no. intrusive at all. No, from, not yeah, from yeah. what I understand, it communicates on a different frequency than Wi-Fi as well, so it's on its own proprietary channel, right? Essentially, yeah, it's called Clear Connect, uh, and it's a uh, it's a low frequency uh, megahertz channel, uh, and it just it uh, it's actually pretty very very closely to your car remote channel. It's cool. actually, and it's just it's really uh, they've found they have no crosstalk then, and there's no. Uh, there's no issues with this remote controlling that one by accident. Like they're, they've really done a lot of research and, and made sure it's it's solid before they put it to market. So, awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Sylvia 
Gresh, Greshner. Yeah, she, uh, she says, go team Parsons. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Ooh, Sylvia. Yeah. Um, so kind of just shift uh, towards, like, so you do both residential and service calls, and commercial service calls, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you do, so the service calls, do you do installation for both as well? Um, we, like, obviously, if a kind of, it would be small installations is yeah. where we'd focus with the commercial. Yeah. Like if, let's say, um, somebody in a store needs an extra plug further down a countertop for a new piece of equipment. Yeah. Um, like I've done small service calls for like Harvey's. They actually had a fridge and they replaced it with a new one that needed a 20 amp plug. Gotcha. So we went in and we, we adjusted that to, to make go from a 15 amp plug to a 20 amp plug for this new freezer yeah. they got. Um, I same they different a different Harvey's uh, we quoted it for they got a new toaster again same yeah. thing new toaster required new so small service calls like that with commercial yeah. that's right up our alley too we don't want to over like I the company I used to work for we did it all the time like I used to do KFC Taco Bell yeah. renovate like turn it a KFC into a KFC Taco Bell yeah those are intense they are they're they're very um, you don't want to boil the ocean right yeah exactly yeah. it's it's <laughs> a lot of work and it it, it, it and then to take on a project like that also allows, it doesn't allow me to take care of the small day-to-day -day clients right. uh, that need our help. And that's right. really, that's our super focus is the yeah. people that, um, you know, they're, you know, not to say they're not handy, but whether just not comfortable or whatever, like right. I'm not comfortable changing that light fixture. I'm not comfortable changing that plug yeah. or switch, whatever. Yeah. We want to help those people. Yeah, because the moment that they do that, it's the perfect time for them to say, then they shouldn't be touching it, right? Yeah. They should They should call somebody like yourself. Absolutely. Because yeah. we've had situations where we've been called after a client has maybe been like, okay, I'm going to change the switch. Yeah. And then they open it up and they realize, oh, there's more to it that kind of it snowballs. Maybe there was a, we just recently had something where there was another issue and then so they called us and then we found another issue that yeah. was dangerous you never and know what you're getting they... into right yeah exactly yeah, can just open a can of worms and then you'd... yeah yeah then potential exactly. for more to go wrong if they don't know what like if they're not a yeah proper contractor and, right yeah exactly and one of the big things is like these these small clients these small customers uh they have such a hard time getting hold of someone that will help them and take care of them, even answer okay. them, give and them anything. And we're going to have to take that oh, sorry, uh, yeah, up after the break. Yeah. Um, but right after this break, we'll we'll uh, we'll finish what we were chatting about there. Enjoy your Stay break. tuned. Ringers versus regulars is of eight ball action. It's your chance to watch as Scotch Doubles teams from around the region compete to win bragging rights for the pub or pool hall that they call home. You'll meet the characters that make up our local pool scene and get to check out some amazing tips and tricks. That's Ringers versus Regulars, Thursday nights at 8 on Rogers TV. So why volunteer at Rogers TV? Well, it's fun, exciting, and challenging. You can develop practical, hands-on skills in TV production, make new friends, and have fun, all while giving back to your community. For a few hours a week, you can be part of a great team making great local television. Want to find out more? Get in touch with us at RogersTV.com. Make your mark and find a new passion as a Rogers TV volunteer. Salt. Salt. Toast is burning. Toast is not every time 
she has a seizure. She smells something burning. Now, if we can provoke that smell by probing the surface of the brain, we'll find the source of the seizures. Mrs. Gold, do you feel anything? I can see the most wonderful lights. And now what do you feel? Did you pour cold water on my hand, Dr. Penfield? Now what? Oh. What is it, Mrs. Gold? Burnt toast. Dr. Penfield, I can smell burnt toast. Dr. Wilder Penfield. He cured my seizures and hundreds more. They say he drew the roadmap of the human brain. We just called him the greatest Canadian alive. Hi, and welcome back to Think Millennial. I'm Matt Joniak. And I'm Ben. We didn't plan it again, so you <laughs> threw me off. Um, and we are joined by Nathan and Holly Parsons from Verve Electric. Thank you again for, for joining us today. Um, and before the, the break, it's weird seeing myself there. <laughs> yeah. It threw me off. Um, but before the break, we were talking about uh, um, more residential clients right. and them potentially not hearing back from right. other contractors and kind of some of... Right, and that's the, the smaller clients. Like that's, um, again, just a slightly older story, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, uh, and it wasn't even a small job. It was actually an overhead, uh, well, a fuse panel upgrade to breaker with an overhead mast, which uh, is reasonably uh, kind of full Sounds day work for. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not like a tiny little project. Yeah. Uh, we were the eighth contractor she called. Wow. The eighth. Literally, she called seven other contractors that either didn't pick up or didn't call her back. Mm -hmm. And she finally landed on us. We called her back. I went out, did the estimate, got yeah. the job, finished it. Were no problem. Um, so that's really. You know, I want to take care of those clients because right. they—they ultimately, it's getting to the point where they don't have anyone else to go to, and, and it because there are people that are just not comfortable, like I said, doing those things, yeah. whether it's something small or something large. Um, you know, we all have different skill sets, and yeah. I, I really, I, you know, and also it does kind of come down to what's your time worth. Like I, yeah. a, a friend of mine, I'll be going over there in the next week or two. Her husband tried to change a switch months ago, and now the three-way switch top and bottom of the stairs doesn't work properly. Yeah. Well, not mentioning so, any names. No, no, yeah, no I'm, yeah, not gonna, yeah. I'm not going to call her out here. But um, yeah, so it's you know, and then all of a sudden they spent. I think she told me they spent her and her, her uh, him and his dad spent like two or three hours trying to figure it out. It's like right. you literally could have just paid me. I would have been done in like 10, 15 minutes probably, yeah. and and you could have been enjoyed your Saturday with your family yeah. instead, right? So yeah. not to mention been a lot safer. With yeah, exactly. Well. Right? Yeah. yeah, safety's key. <laughs> yeah, safety's a big uh, component for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So now for people doing um, home renovation, renovations, um, would you say that it's best? Like, where should their comfort level be before, like, doing that? Like, how comfortable? Obviously, they should feel comfortable doing that. But I don't know if you know what I, where I'm trying to go. Yeah, with I, that. I think yeah. I get where you're getting. I, I mean. Um, it, it's not to say you can't do your own electrical yeah. in your own house because you absolutely are legally allowed to do your own yeah. electrical. Um, the only things you can do without pulling a permit, though, are you're allowed to change a light fixture, you're allowed to change a switch. Yeah. Um, whether it's a switch to a dimmer or a switch to a different color or style, whatever, that's all fine. Um, and same with, uh, with light fixtures. But past that, you need a permit. Mm -hmm. uh, so if, if, you're, you know, if you're reasonably competent, they, you know, ultimately they do sell the little uh, simplified code book at Home Depot. Yeah. Um, if you're if you are comfortable, you have some technical background, uh, it's okay. But yeah. you please get it inspected. Yeah. Um, 
And like I said, just like I have, I have to hire ESA, you have to hire ESA, yeah. same thing. So um, as long as you have it inspected and then, you know, take some time and ask the inspector some questions too, right? Yeah. And like there's, the they are available, like when he's on site, yeah. um, to uh, just to make sure that you kind of did get everything right, whatever, right. and and they'll tell you what you did wrong, if anything, and, yeah. and like that. But uh, I guess... I can't really speak to, I guess, if you are comfortable enough to do it, yeah. just make sure you're getting inspected. That's yeah. that's a huge part of it. And, right. the, uh, and if if you weren't sure about this or weren't sure about that, ask him while he's there. Yeah. Right? right. So that's kind of where I would kind of say. To gotcha. Do and I think yeah. that this is a good point to, uh, to say how people can contact you, too, just as a nice uh, middle point after talking yeah. about that for the individuals that don't find themselves comfortable <laughs> doing that. Um, yeah. uh, so where's the best place for people to find you? Really? So the best place is to go to our website, which yep. is just verbalectric.com. Okay. And then on there, there's a contact form they can fill out. Our phone yep. number's there. And also if they see us on Facebook or yep. Twitter, um, I have plenty of people message me there to set up estimates, and mm -hmm. I do it that way as well. Oh, what about uh, the other platforms we're on as well? Homestars. Oh, we're also on um, homestars.com, which is and bombleraproved.ca. Cool. So, yeah. um, so what, does that, what does that mean? I've seen that uh, a bit, uh, like the Baumler approved. What is, what is that? A, Approval. So Baumler approved is basically, so it's based on Brian Baumler from yep. HGTV. Yep. And um, it's basically, these are contractors that are vetted. Mm -hmm. So in order to become a Baumler approved member, we had to submit um, a lot of references from the commercial uh, side of things, the residential yep. side of things. We had to submit client referrals and references so that... Um, you know, people know that we have done a good job. People are happy with what we do. Yeah. We also had to provide our licensing because yeah. that's the thing with a licensed electrical contractor. It's different than a licensed electrician. There's more licensing behind it. There's more insurance. There's worker um, safety insurance board, yeah. all that stuff. They're, you're vetted. Same with Homestars. We're Homestars right. verified. They vetted our company. They vetted us personally. You know it's safe to work yeah. with us. So that's yeah. a big deal to get that mm -hmm. approval. Yeah. That's yeah. very cool. Congrats, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's it's uh, everybody always, oh, well, my... Uh, my so-and-so is a licensed electrician. Yeah. He needs to be a licensed electrical contractor. That's the designation. And that basically means, like, um, so, you know, you go through your apprenticeship, you get your master's license, which takes year, year, years before you can write it. Uh, and then um, you have to apply for all the licensing. And, and so we have an ECRA number. The, and there's just basically a bunch of checks and balances there that uh, verify that we've been in the trade long enough, we yeah. have the proper credentials. Um, so like I said, it's, it's not as simple as hiring a licensed electrician. Yeah. They need to be a licensed electrical contractor. That's sure. just, uh, you know, two million liability, WSIB, and all the things that go along with it. It's all verified that way. So, Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Um, I just got something in my ear. So I think, I think what we'll get in, we've got a, a break coming up, too. Um, but I w I'd like to talk about just your experience, like kind of into, and we're going to have to stop and then start back up again. That's right. um, but just your experience. So you said you had said that you were in an electrical, an electrician for sixteen, yeah, sixteen years. So yeah, I actually got into the trade while I was still in high school. Yeah, uh, I was seventeen years old. I took a program called the OYAP program, yeah. which is Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program through my high school. So I actually worked 40 plus hours a week and earned four high school credits. Wow. So my last semester of high school was in the field. Yeah. Um, and then I graduated and I've been doing it ever since. So, um, so like I'm actually, March 1st will be 16 years from the day I started in the trade. Uh, and yeah, so basically you go through your apprenticeship. Yeah. So you have to be, so you get signed up as an apprentice and then it's 9,000 hours uh, and out of that 9,000 hours, you spend 28 
I think they actually just changed it, sorry, 29 weeks in school, yeah. uh, in trade school. And then once you write your CFQ, which is your certificate of qualification, mm -hmm. uh, another three years of working, and then you can write your master's license. Gotcha. So it actually takes essentially eight years to become a master electrician. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's definitely a process to yeah. go through and to get those, uh, I guess, credentials to yeah. your name, right? Um, so after the break, we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, about the trades, and we'll be right back after this break. And I've got a couple seconds. Join me on Wednesdays for Lions TV Bingo at 8 p.m. Lots of fun, trivia, and much, much more on Rogers TV. it was uh, one of my friends uh, who took his own life I started uh, self-medicating with alcohol I couldn't sleep I was having uh, constant nightmares waking up screaming uh, a friend of mine referred me to the Legion I had no idea what services they provided but uh, that's what eventually forced me to seek the help and I'm glad I did it was the best thing that I ever did raged along the Saguenay River for more than 150 kilometers, destroying land and lives. One family survived by dousing themselves all night against the searing heat. One family, among the thousands whose resourcefulness and courage shaped the character of this land. Greetings. Welcome back to Think Millennial. I'm Matt Joniak, and this is Ben Strasser. Nailed Thank it. Thank you. We we're getting good at this, buddy. We're getting good. <laughs> so we've got uh, Nathan and Holly Parsons from Verve Electric with us. Uh, and just before we went to break, we were talking about uh, kind of the certifications required in the schooling to get into the industry and uh, just certain things like that. So if you wanted to pick up from where you, where you left off there. Sure. So, yeah, like I said, it... Uh, it uh, yeah, I got into the trade young and um, basically got through the like I said my five years uh, and you, we attend trade school inside that yeah. five years and then another three years got my master's license and then I didn't actually do I think two years uh, well actually I didn't get my master's license right at the eight year mark but after I got my uh, master's license um, two years later is when we actually started the company because I wrote my master's license what Connor was like three days old I think yeah. or four days old yeah. <laughs> so our son was literally born on Sunday and I think I wrote the test on Thursday yeah 
So like he was just a few days old. It was a uh, it was actually really funny just because it was the first time Holly was alone with Connor. Like that yeah. was that was a, so it was very it was just kind of like tensely going to that uh, trying to focus on yeah the test exactly, and yeah like <laughs> and she's at she's at home and she's like oh but it, it was it was good and then two years later just after his second birthday is actually when we started the company. So, awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So um, you mentioned that you had an apprentice um, yeah. on right now. Yeah. Um, what are you seeing for uh, younger people getting into the trade? Um, well, you know, I, I do get asked that question a fair bit. And like I said, I've been in the trade 16 years. And to be honest, I, I haven't seen a huge shift in 16 years. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, based on stuff I've read and whatever, trades were much more, pre uh, you know, prevalent when our parents were children. Yeah. Um, so uh, there was definitely a huge shift away uh, from the trades. I always use, like to joke, I, I say, in my, in my high school, trade was a four-letter word. Nobody talked about it. I actually was just lucky enough. I had a shop teacher who um, the electrical part of the cars made a lot more sense than the yeah. combustion part of the cars to me. So he kind of pushed me towards electrical, and, and it really jived with me. So right. everything kind of clicked. And uh, that's luckily i had someone that kind of saw that in me and pushed me that way because i honestly don't know where i would end up otherwise right. is um but i was yeah. just gonna say yeah. like for young people thinking about it to me i was very academic i went to university i did yeah. psychology that's where i wanted to be i don't understand the hands-on portion what he does but i i didn't think there was that much math involved mm -hmm. i didn't think there was that much like book stuff involved right. mm -hmm. and so i was he teaches um, a couple of different courses, health and safety, and I was um, at the classroom, and they had all these whiteboards with all this math, yeah. with like Sokotoa written on the whiteboards, and I was like, oh my god, I'm having flashbacks to like calculus. I'm like, <laughs> you guys do calculus and like yeah. so, like sine curves and stuff, and he's like, yeah, for pipe bending, and I'm like, wow. So if people are thinking uh, it's just this hands-on stuff, which is absolutely fantastic, there is a lot of book smarts yeah. and math and so right. if that interests you you do a yeah. lot of that stuff as right. well yeah so, we get into a lot of trigonometry when it comes to actually i mean this is more on the would be done more on the engineering side yeah. of things but it is something we learn in trade school uh when you have leading and lagging loads which gets into power factor correction and there's it's trigonometry to figure out like basically how far out of sync things are um, which ends up being lost power yeah. or potential lost power. So, yeah, it, it does get fairly intense when it comes to the book smarts. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, so. Gotcha. For, for somebody, we actually have uh, Cody Johnson. She commented on here, mm. and she said, uh, this is awesome. I'm studying slash working towards being an electrician, so this is great to know. Uh, so what kind of advice would you have for somebody that's get, just getting into the, uh, the trade or looking to get in? Um, again, I get asked that uh, quite a bit, and it's... I find it a difficult question to ask. The younger you can get, start getting into it, the better. Yeah. Um, but one of the other parts of it is don't be discouraged. Because one of these things that uh, I hear a lot, and even my apprentice right now, it took him a couple of years before he actually got signed as a first-term apprentice. Yeah. I have another friend. I think he was like six years almost before he got signed as a first-year apprentice. Um, he, he did other things in between. Like it, well, that's He didn't spend six years as a, like a laborer. Um, but like... He kept just uh, trying to apply to companies and this, and he was doing other things on the, as well in the meantime, but he just kind of kept at it and yeah. at it and at it, and it finally came through to him. And now well, Tyler's, what, got to be a third term, I think. Um, so he's a couple, he's a few years into the trade now, yeah. and it's great. But it's, uh, there's, 
not trying to pick on anybody, but there's some unscrupulous contractors out there that will be like, oh, I'll sign you next month. The, yeah. My ratios are out of whack because there's certain ratios when it comes right. to journey person and apprentice um, that have to be maintained by a company. And they, oh, I'll sign you next month. I'll sign yeah. you next month. And they just keep pushing off yeah. and off. And all of a sudden, you've been there three years, and you're still not a signed apprentice, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you should keep working for that person because obviously they don't necessarily yeah. value you as an employee. But right. Uh, don't don't necessarily give up if it's something you want to do you do have to kind of keep at mm-hmm. it i was i definitely say I, I was lucky like i said i got into, into high school and ultimately the company i worked for i was there over a year about 14 15 months i still wasn't actually signed yeah it wasn't until i actually went to the next company and they signed me right away um but so yeah it's but it becomes one of those things where uh, you know you're a year and a half in and if you leave you lose the hours. Right. So it, it, there is definitely a big struggle there. So it is difficult. Um, but like I said, you, you just, if, if a contractor isn't appreciating what you do, maybe try to find someone that might and then yeah. just kind of keep at it, right? But it is, it's it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish less of that happened, but it does happen. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. No, that's awesome. Yeah. One second here. We've got uh, two minutes before the break. Uh, so recently, we'll go a little off the uh, <laughs> off the uh, what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and you guys had both you posted something about seeing a movie. Yes. And then I know I believe Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Went, yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? So well, I was I was fortunate enough to watch the masterpiece, The Room. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and we took well, it's been out for. 14, 15 years yep. now. Right. Uh, watched it and yeah, it was it was interesting. What, it, what did you think of it? Well, I it, it uh, <laughs> well I think I posted no, I actually posted to different friends right about a week after you posted another friend posted online, and I posted there's a Vox uh, article like little YouTube clip, and talks about the how strange the room is, and I think they describe it as it's someone making a movie that's only ever been told about movies is kind of the yeah. feel of it. Yeah. It's like someone, he's never actually seen a movie in his life. He's only just been told how movies are. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. It's, it, it's got such a strange vibe. And the, <laughs> the acting and the, the dialogue and this, uh, the cinematography. People don't actually it's, talk it's, that way. No. <laughs> there's, there's nothing that feels real about it at all. And it almost plays out like a stage play, which is also an interesting to me. I find that interesting. It, it almost plays out like... Um, uh, if you've ever and seen that. When we come that. back after oh, this break, we will uh, continue yeah. talking about movies and yeah. uh, we'll go from there. Enjoy your break. Stay tuned. What? There's people out there that don't know what Giovanni and me and Rogers TV is. Are you. When did they get out of their coma? I'm on TV, not the face. This show is about regular people getting their chance of 15 minutes of fame right here on Rogers TV. I go out there, I interview interesting people, where they live, where they work, where they play. It's beautiful. You know what I'm talking about? This is going to make some memories with this. Anyway, that's, that's what the show is about, basically, in a nutshell. I'm Phil Scott, and I've been a volunteer here at Rogers for over 35 years. What I enjoy at Rogers is talking to different people in the community, and whether you're in the studio or working on a mobile, you really get to learn the professional way of of doing things. You can come into Rogers not knowing anything, and they teach you everything. 
I regret I cannot name because of the presence of these members of the weaker sex who, although they are married, could not possibly endure. <laughs> Get them out. This is Ginny. Patience. Get them out. Dr. McFarland. Mrs. Trout. There's no place for women in a medical school. Yeah. Get them out. If you do not bring this classroom under control, I am going to repeat every word of this disgusting lecture to your charming wife. My friend Jenny Trout was not the only woman to face this kind of thing in medical school. But she would become the first woman licensed to practice medicine in Canada. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> so uh, before we went to break, we were just talking about The Room, and that kind of got us into a little bit of a conversation about movies. Um, so uh, tell us about some of your, some of your favorite movies. Well, I just want to finish my last quick point. Oh, that's, Sorry. That's no, I know. That's okay. Um, like I said, it, it, it feels very much like plays out like a stage play, The Room. Uh, uh, very much like Death of a Salesman with Dustin Hoffman and John Malkovich, except, you know, not well done. I love John Malkovich. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I love John Malkovich, too. But uh, uh, So just kind of the, the flow of it. Um, but personally, my favorite movie is uh, actually The Big Lebowski. Uh, so that's just, uh, that's right high up on my list. And so. you have like five or six Yeah, I have multiple <laughs> different copies. I have a bowling ball version. I have a bowl, one that came with a bowling cloth, like a couple different steelbook versions. So yeah, a little, little bit of a obsessive there with <laughs> yeah. that one. But. And my favorite movie is uh, Scream. When it came out, I actually wasn't even old enough to go see it in the theater because it was yeah. rated R. Uh, but I've watched it probably 700 times since. So yeah. Now, what do you think of the sequels? Um... They weren't as good as the first one, but I like how they played it out in terms of like, okay, so in a sequel, this is what happens, yeah. and in a trilogy, this is what happens. Yeah. See, so that was kind of interesting. Sequels were always a, always a touchy subject for me because like I'm, I'm one of those people who only believes there's one Die Hard movie. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. but have you guys seen the Disaster Artist yet? No, I have not. I, I do need to see it. Uh, Holly's never actually had the uh, misfortune <laughs> of seeing the room, um, but uh, I I. Honestly, when I saw the the previews with the, yeah. with James Franco playing he Tommy Wiseau, nailed it. I was like, yeah, I, I was like, he nailed it. He he literally nailed it. Like, so I so I want to see it so bad. Yeah, I just watched it yesterday, and what I love about it is like the the, the room is what it is. It's become a cult hit. You yeah. know, it's it's so bad, it's good. But like watching the Disaster Artist, it was actually a lot more. It wasn't as much of a comedy as I thought it would be right. going in. Had some hilarious moments, you know, the typical, like, you know, you're tearing me apart. They, they repeat over and over again, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's actually very sympathetic to Wiseau and, and what he wanted to accomplish going to Hollywood, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I, uh, one thing that, they, that really that I enjoyed about it was um, this, this whole mystique that's around him. Like, yeah. nobody knows what he does. Nobody knows where he's from. Nobody knows where he got his money from, <laughs> yeah, right? Like. <laughs> and I guess uh, that's I guess part of what like the, the the man himself that's part of what makes the room the the phenomenon that it is yeah, right? yeah exactly so, yeah part of almost a legend right so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I get that <laughs> um, so before we uh, kind of start to wrap up we've got Andrew Kennedy uh, who's a member of the Alpines that's going to be playing a song for us 
Cool. Um, but again, how can uh, people find find uh, Verve Electric, both Holly and Nathan? So go into the website, verveelectric.com. Our phone number's there. Email info at verveelectric.com. And always, uh, everything's Verve Electric. So on Facebook yeah. and Twitter, you can follow us there and mm -hmm. contact us. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. And I'd like to give a quick shout out to uh, Matt LaFantasy, who just, he just decided that he thinks that he should be uh, next week's host well, because of continuing the it, Matt trend. It, it makes sense. I think it's in the Rogers contract. There has to be a handsome Matt co-hosting <laughs> every week. So. I like it. I like it. Well, that's fair. That's fair. So we'll see what we can do. Um, and also, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to my grandparents. My grandma's watching right now, but she actually watched, uh, if you didn't see it, we did a 12-hour campaign on Monday um, in support, uh, raising awareness for mental health, and she watched all 12 hours. Nice. The, the, she had it on throughout the whole day. So, nice. yeah, so uh, thank you for being so supportive. Um, and uh, Bree's asking, or the show Scream? Oh, the oh, show. Oh, the show, yeah, yeah, with Jamie Lee Curtis and... Uh, no, that's Scream Queens. There's Scream actually a Queens. show. Scream. Oh, that. I'm did you ever watch Queens. it? A little bit. I didn't really. Yeah. It's it's too new now. Yeah. Like Scream is so old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I'm I'm too old to watch this. Well, show. it's it's like The Shining, right? Mm -hmm. um, like I read the book, and the the book was phenomenal. But then they like I'm a fan of Kubrick, but I found yes. Shining a little bit lackluster. And yes. I guess I guess Stephen King agreed as well, right? Yeah. Um, now there's a TV show out. Well, they did uh, the miniseries. It's a miniseries, sorry, yeah. It was phenomenal. Yes, very well it's done. It's on my yeah. list for sure, and yeah. I, yeah. I think that there might be a little bit more room than just like a two-hour movie yes. to yes. do the book justice. It's like yeah. six or eight hours. Like It, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it was it's a miniseries. It's quite yeah. a bit longer, and it was uh, very well done, follows the book much more closely mm -hmm. and, and touches on a lot more points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it was really good. Cool. Um, we've got one minute uh, before we uh, head over to Andrew Kennedy. So I just wanted to thank you both for coming yep. on. Um, I love what you guys are doing. I love seeing your Facebook yep. posts pop up, and I learned quite a bit from that. So yep. uh, thank you both for being here. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great hanging out with you guys yeah, for the last for hour. Sure. Thanks. Yeah, and uh, we've got about another 20 seconds before we head to Andrew. So this is just trying to... Uh, give me your best talk. Tommy Wiseau impression. I haven't seen the movie. You give me your best. <laughs> I did when we came well, back from the other one. Apart, Lisa. <laughs> so bad. Thank, thank you, everybody, for watching. Um, enjoy Andrew Kennedy, and we'll see you next week. I'm sitting on my thoughts as the time rolls by Watching her golden hair sway from side to side Staring so far away as the sun begins to rise And it's a brand new day, so baby don't be shy Life is too sweet to waste All of the things to taste And the beauty from anything Know how the joy it brings me I just want to take it in I hold my breath as I swim through the sea And climb a mountain high 
And my friend, you can breathe Staring so far away as the stars begin to shine And it's a brand new day So baby, don't be shy This life is too sweet to waste all of the things they taste in The beauty from anything Know how the joy it brings yeah. I just won't take it in Feel your life for the family fly so high Feel your life full of memories Yeah And you will never die Oh, I Life is too sweet to waste And all of the things to taste in the beauty from anything And all, all the joy it brings yeah. Call the Rogers TV viewer response line Email us or connect with us on social media high-nutrient, high-protein foods. Food personality Teresa Albert serves up a garden-fresh, healthy breakfast. That's really good. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV. Join me on Wednesdays for Lions TV Bingo at 8 p.m. Lots of fun, trivia, and much, much more on Rogers TV. Ferret and welcome to my home. Ever since I was a little girl, I have enjoyed many a tea party. And then when I had a little girl and a couple of little boys that like to wreak havoc, we enjoyed tea parties as well. And I don't think there's anyone that can't say they don't love being invited to a tea party, whether it's uh, pretend or real. And the tea party is a very versatile um, way to celebrate any occasion or just to get together with some girlfriends. They have become very popular for bridal showers now as a um, you know just a beautiful theme to welcome people to your home and welcome people to uh, a new 
school or even for a baby. So today we're going to talk about tea parties and I'm going to introduce you to two of my favorite recipes that I think should always be included at a tea party. Tea parties can be high tea, low tea. There's all different explanations as to how a tea party should be put together. But to me, the basic formula is some nice little sweet bite-sized treats and a perfect cup of tea. Today we're going to make pâtifores, which are one of my favorite little treats. They're kind of an upscaled version of a cupcake. They're actually what people had and enjoyed before cupcakes were invented. They actually mean little oven in French. So how sweet does that sound to indulge in a petit four? We're also going to make a classic empire cookie, 